Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. If you'd like to listen without adverts, read episode transcripts, or listen to extra bonus episodes, please check the description for more details. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm James, and you're listening to Egogo Easy English Podcast. This podcast is for people who are studying English, but maybe find television or films a little difficult to understand. If you can't understand every word or grammar point in these episodes, then please don't worry. If you practice listening to English every day, you will naturally become able to understand what I'm saying. Let's begin. Okay, so let's get back to it.、Um, part two on、uh, English weddings and English wedding traditions. So last time、um, I was sort of trying to give a rundown,、uh, an overview of the、uh, day, and our fictional couple <laughs> had、uh, just got married in the church, said their vows, exchanged rings, kissed, and so on. Um, afterwards, the couple walk out of the church after they're married, and everyone f- throws rice、uh, at them, or confetti is sometimes used.、Um, this might be、uh, British, a British tradition only. I don't know if they do this in other parts of the world.、Um, but anyway, this is a sort of like. It sounds a bit, a bit of a nasty thing to do, throwing、um, rice <laughs> at someone. Or it can be、um, any type of grain, I think, or、uh, wheat or oats or something like that.、Um, but apparently, this actually comes from Rome, 
So if it comes from Rome, they must do it in other parts of the world, right? Um, it's supposed to bring, like, wealth and uh, fertility. Um, so it's like a good luck sort of thing. But as I said before, rice isn't that common anymore, or wheat or oats or things. People usually use confetti, which is like small of, um, very thin, small of, small, very thin pieces of paper um, in lots of different colors and just throw it and it's quite pretty uh, in the air um, and it doesn't hurt. Uh, when it hits you, unlike the rice wood. <laughs> um, okay, so after that, let's say there is a, um, a wedding reception. Actually, this is a good time to mention, you've got like the wedding ceremony, uh, which is the actual wedding itself, and then you have the reception party afterwards. And uh, people, guests, aren't always invited to both of these events. So sometimes you might invite guests only to the reception and not to the ceremony. But I think if you invite someone to the ceremony, they'll probably be invited to reception as well. This is usually just done because um, churches hold a limited number of people. Uh, they can be quite small sometimes, so you can't always invite everyone you want to uh, to the ceremony. Mm, whilst I'm on the subject of um, wedding receptions, I'll just point out something quickly um, that I found out whilst uh, doing a bit of research for this episode, and that's that uh, apparently in America it's common to have a rehearsal or like rehearsal dinner. Um, so you have a sort of like practice wedding reception uh, before you have the wedding reception, which to me sounds a bit weird. I mean, I sort of uh, understand the need. There isn't really a need to practice, is there? <laughs> I suppose it's nice if everyone knows what's going on, but at the same time, if you do it, if you do a practice run before it happens, it sort of makes the real thing a bit boring, doesn't it? Uh, so yeah, if if um, it's common for you to do a sort of practice rehearsal uh, before the real thing, then maybe um, your white wedding um, culture uh, has been adopted from America and not the UK. I keep remembering different things. So uh, yeah, whilst we're on the subject of receptions, uh, I should mention that the meal that gets served at the reception is called a wedding breakfast, which sounds strange, doesn't it? Because it's often uh, had in the um, afternoon or the evening, and yet it's called breakfast. Um, but there is a good reason for that, and uh, let, let's first look at the word breakfast, right? So I don't know if you have realized this when you've been studying English, uh, but the word breakfast is made up of two words, break and fast. Now, fast doesn't mean fast as in running fast. It means fast as in not eating food or fasting. So... Breakfast means that you're actually breaking your fast. 
So when you when you go to bed and you're sleeping, you're not eating, so you're fasting, right? And when you wake up in the morning, you break that fasting with breakfast. I don't know why is it pronounced breakfast. I mean, it should be pronounced breakfast. Looking at the spelling, but I guess people said the word so often it it uh, became. Uh, breakfast instead of breakfast. Anyway, um, a long time ago, I don't think it's still done, uh, the couple would fast before the wedding ceremony and uh, the couple, the uh, the people getting married would fast before the wedding ceremony and the meal afterwards uh, was the first meal uh, that they would eat together and sort of like the first meal of their day. Um... So, hence the name The Wedding Breakfast. It's an interesting little bit of trivia for you. Anyway, getting back on track, um, we come back to the wedding reception. Hmm, when I think of wedding receptions, I think of speeches um, and food, of course. So, it's very common for the best man to make a speech, the best man being the, um, uh, it's, it's a title that's chosen um, by the groom, the man to be married, and uh, the man who is getting married, I should say, and uh, he usually chooses a very close friend for this, for the role of best man, and the best man has the responsibility of looking after the wedding ring and handing it to the groom um, so he can put it onto the bride's finger and uh, also uh, makes a speech at the wedding. Um, Not usually a toast, so a toast is like a short, you know, would everyone raise a glass and drink to these uh, newly wedded couple, to this newly wedded couple. but his speech is a bit longer. He usually goes into some history like, I first met um, so-and-so when he was such-and-such age, and he does a bit of a, a background about this person's life, I guess, uh, sometimes. And there's often one or two jokes uh, in there. Sometimes quite rude jokes are uh, popular at uh, English weddings. Um... Now, as far as I know, it's not very popular for the groom to make a speech, although I believe they can sometimes. But um, when when I've been to weddings, it's always... It's sort of like the day is about these two people. Um, and so it's more about people congratulating them. So they don't have to stand up and say anything to everyone. I guess they can, like, thank people for coming and that kind of thing, but they usually do that um, at the very end. Uh, Maybe as people are walking out the door, um, they, like, greet everyone personally and thank them for coming and have a quick chat with them and shake hands and that kind of thing. Um, So, yes, the speeches, I believe, are usually made by uh, the best man and sometimes uh, one of the fathers, maybe the, the bride or the groom's, uh, father, but sometimes just just the best man, mostly, I believe. Now, let's get on to the wedding cake, um, which is 
a fruit cake. Um, from what I've read um, a long time ago, so like we're talking medieval times, um, the groom was supposed to try and kiss the bride over a pile of sweet bread rolls, whatever they are. Um, but by the 1800s, um, this tradition had changed and uh, relatives would leave a pie hidden underneath the bride's pillow. Now, this I've never heard of before until today. So this is, you know, this is something that's definitely not done anymore. And I don't, I don't know why. Um, I need to research this a bit more and f because this is just really weird to me. Why would you hide a pie underneath the bride's pillow? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we certainly have some crazy traditions and have had some crazy traditions. I'm glad that that's not one that we still do. Uh, nowadays, of course, um, we have wedding cake instead. And uh, yeah, this has been interesting, but uh, there's this moment uh, during the wedding where the couple cut the cake and that's all they do. Uh, they just cut it. So they don't eat it or anything like that. Not yet anyway. Uh, you just sort of like slice the cake and then put the knife down <laughs> and uh, that's it. Apparently in America uh, they actually slice the cake and then feed it to each other which sounds a bit strange to me but okay anyway afterwards someone else cuts the cake up into uh, many pieces and it gets served to people that way so it's more just the sort of like the the uh the groom and bride bride and groom uh do it as a sort of symbolic gesture a oh, symbolic gesture so like a movement um that means something has some meaning behind it Okay, so after all that, after everyone's eaten, eaten, has eaten, after speeches have been made, after the cake has been cut, um, it's quite common for some music to be played for a, like a, a dance to happen. Um, and this is when the tradition of the first dance uh, comes into play. So... Uh, how did this come about? Okay, so um, this uh, dance was sort of like the well, the first dance was like the thing that started the party. So this sort of partying began uh, after this first dance had happened. Um, this wasn't just for uh, weddings, by the way. Uh, if you were, if you if you held a dance and invited people to it. Uh, this is just the way that uh, the party was started tradition traditionally and um, it was custom for a male guest uh, to this party to invite the lady of the house. Um, I suppose I should explain lady of the house. Um, the lady of the house is like a woman who's uh, head of the household um, usually like head in terms of like 
like other domestic workers and this person is in charge of them so this would have to be a, a wealthy family who had um what's the word like servants uh, in the household and the person in charge of them would be the lady of the house and i think that's a good place to leave it for today uh sort of drifted a bit off topic there um towards the end well it's not off topic but um sometimes when you're explaining something uh you realize you use a word and then you have to explain what that word means uh, i hope that's not too uh, boring for you i hope that's uh, useful to you um I do try to make this podcast as easy as possible to understand, um, so please forgive me uh, when I go a little bit off topic uh, to do a bit of explaining for you. Anyway, as always, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. Do have a lovely day, and I look forward to speaking to you again next time. Bye-bye. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.